What was the cause of death in this case? It is my opinion that this is the wound that caused Laquan to die so rapidly. Today inside the courthouse, jurors saw pictures yet again of Laquan McDonald's body after he died. He was alive if you say that his, he had a heartbeat, but the heart can actually continue to beat for a while when somebody's dead. So depends on what you look at the definition of death. As jurors looked at close-up after close-up of gunshot wounds, outside the courthouse, clergy from across the city hoisted a cross in the air, riddled with 16 holes. So as we gather around, we're reminded that Jesus' body was broken. And we have been talking about broken bodies. Jason Van Dyke has said he is a religious man, Catholic. And a few times during the trial, Reverend Edward Cronin and Sister Maria Paulina Sterling have sat with his family. They're from Van Dyke's home parish, St. Jane de Chantal, about four miles from the shooting scene. This afternoon, they addressed reporters in the courthouse for the first time about the case. I know this man personally, so does Sister. This man is not a murderer. God's mercy is for everyone, and it's really tragic what happened, and it shouldn't have happened, but it wasn't a murder. From WBEZ Chicago and the Chicago Tribune, this is 16 Shots, the police shooting of Laquan McDonald. I'm Jen White. Today, attorneys for Officer Jason Van Dyke started presenting their defense to the jury. WBEZ's Patrick Smith is at the courthouse. Now, Patrick, Dr. Shaku Tease, a pathologist who used to work for the Cook County Medical Examiner, was the first witness the defense called to help make their case. What were the big takeaways from her testimony? Yeah, well, there were sort of three main points uh, from her testimony. The first big one, I think the major thing, was her conclusion that there was one single fatal shot, that it was a shot to Laquan McDonald's chest that killed him. He is facing, his torso is turned to the defendant when he sustains the gunshot wound to the neck and the chest. Those are the wounds that cause him to spin. You know, that goes against the testimony of the Cook County Medical Examiner who testified for the prosecution last week who said that all 16 shots contributed to Laquan McDonald's death. The expert today, her testimony was that there was one fatal shot that killed him and the rest were essentially not important to him dying. The second point she made was that the vast majority of the shots that Laquan McDonald suffered came while Laquan McDonald was still upright, that there was one, maybe two shots he suffered where he was laying on the ground, but for the rest of them, he was upright. And her third main point was essentially that the initial autopsy done by the Cook County Medical Examiner was was done really poorly and almost amateurish. You know, she said that the pathologist who did the autopsy was pretty junior, that she didn't do, that she made mistakes. There were many things that were not done. Uh, So... Those were things that we were doing when I was doing cases at the medical examiner's office in 1980. So I don't know why the policy has changed. Is dissecting one of the recommended procedures? Correct. You di- I mean, she dissected it, but she didn't dissect the tracks. Patrick, why does Dr. Teza's opinion matter when it comes to how the autopsy was performed? 
Well, I mean, this part I think is actually kind of a normal part of the strategy, which is that they, the defense is just trying to muddy up the evidence being presented by prosecution. You know, prosecutors say um, that all 16 shots contributed to Laquan McDonald's death, and, and they're using the autopsy as their basis for that. And so this was an effort to say, well, you can't trust that autopsy because it was sloppily done and it was amateurish and there's a lot of stuff missing from it. Uh, I think that part of the strategy makes sense. Um, you know, just trying to, to make the jurors question whether or not they should trust this autopsy, uh, which might be a reasonable doubt. The rest of it, where you're focusing on um, the particulars of each bullet wound and spending this much time on it, that part, uh, at least from the experts I talked to, did not make a lot of sense for the defense. Patrick, why would it matter whether or not Laquan McDonald was standing when he was shot? Because they want the jury to think that Officer Van Dyke was in reasonable fear for his life when he fired. It's obviously a lot more reasonable to be in fear for your life if the person you're shooting is upright than if the person is laying on the ground. So Patrick, there's been a lot of time spent discussing which shot or shots killed Laquan McDonald. Why does this keep coming up? The defense has been presenting a theory that it was, you know, the first two or three shots are what killed him, and that essentially the 13 after that don't matter. There are a couple of reasons legally why this matters. One is that if you think the first few shots while Laquan McDonald is standing were justified and the last 13 weren't, then as long as those last 13 didn't kill him, then that's not murder. The other is that, you know, he's charged with 16 separate counts of aggravated battery. And if he's essentially dead while he's laying on, on the road, I don't know that you can convict him of aggravated battery if, if those shots didn't actually cause Laquan McDonald to die or if Laquan McDonald was already dead when Officer Van Dyke shot him. In the cross-examination of Dr. Tease, there was a moment when the prosecution went through a, a list of all 16 shots and said, did shot one cause Laquan McDonald harm? And the doctor answered yes, and she did that with every successive shot. And, and so I'm wondering, you know, we're in this, in this realm about which shot may have killed him. Does the jury take that in? How does that land with them? Well, it's hard to know what exactly the jury is taking in, although I will say that, that this was the first time I noticed in court some jurors who seemed to sort of be distracted or looking around. They didn't seem fully engaged in Dr. T's testimony. But what you're talking about there with the prosecution um, going through all 16 shots, that gets at something I think really important about today, which was that it's the prosecution's strategy to focus on the 16 shots. And so the fact that Officer Van Dyke's attorneys started their defense by calling this pathologist and spending more than an hour going through each individual bullet wound is kind of baffling in a way. I mean, they are bring, drawing attention to something that, that the prosecution would want to draw attention to. I asked a couple of uh, defense attorneys or former defense attorneys about this, and they, uh, one of them described the strategy as confusing. They said that the last thing you want is to be drawing so much attention to, to the number of shots. They also said, you know, if, if there's a cost-benefit analysis, there's this slight benefit of, you know, you prove that he was dead already before the last few shots, but, but what you're risking is you lose credibility with the jury because they can see the video and it sure looks like he's being shot while he's on the ground multiple times. And you also just risk that rather than them getting your technical point, you're just hammering home all 16 bullets, which I wouldn't think is something the defense wants to do. Now, the defense ended their day by calling witnesses who had run-ins with Laquan McDonald before the night he was killed. Tell me about that. Yeah, so they called three witnesses today who all had had run-ins with Laquan McDonald while he was in juvenile lockup. And all of them were describing 
him behaving violently or at least, you know, violent outbursts and, and being really tough for them to handle and threatening people while he was in juvenile lockup. They are something called lynch witnesses, and they're supposed to testify to Laquan McDonald's propensity for violence. Uh, the idea here is that Officer Van Dyke made this decision, and if he hadn't, Laquan McDonald might have hurt him or someone else because he has a propensity to, to commit those sort of acts of violence. Uh, in cross-examination, you know, prosecutors were really hitting at the fact that Officer Van Dyke didn't know any of this. He, he didn't know who Laquan McDonald was. He hadn't gotten any of this information that, that was being presented to the jury before he decided to shoot. Now, Patrick, you said these are lynch witnesses. Why are they called that? Yeah, lynch uh, refers to a decision by the Illinois State Supreme Court. The idea basically is that if there is a disagreement about who instigated a physical confrontation, either side can bring in these witnesses to to testify to a propensity for violence. Essentially, it gives the jury some more information if they're trying to decide whose fault it was that there was a violent uh, clash. Patrick, thanks. Thank you. Defense attorneys say they'll be presenting evidence into next week, but there's still no hint about a big strategic decision, whether they'll have Van Dyke testify. Longtime Chicago area defense attorney Stephen Greenberg says that would be a risky move. Van Dyke has prepared police reports, and in the police reports, he's explained that McDonald was coming at him, that McDonald had raised his arm up in the air, and it looked like he was in danger of being stabbed. That's not on the video. That's going to cause a lot of problems if he hits the stand and he's cross-examined. But Valparaiso University law professor Andrea Lyon says keeping Van Dyke off the witness stand would also be risky. In spite of the fact that there's a jury instruction that will inform the jury they are not to hold it against the defendant should he choose not to testify, it's pretty much against human nature not to hold it against him. And there will be jurors who feel that he didn't testify because he was afraid to. Lyon says some jurors may think he didn't testify because he's got something to hide. Sixteen Shots is a production of WBEZ Chicago and the Chicago Tribune. You can find out more about the case at wbez.org slash 16shots. Check this podcast feed regularly for updates from the trial of Officer Jason Van Dyke. And listen wherever you get your podcasts. Now, more than ever, facts matter. That's why the journalists at the Chicago Tribune are committed to quality journalism, relentlessly pursuing the truth and providing you with the stories that impact your community as well as your daily life. Get fact-based journalism and support the future of investigative reporting like 16 Shots by subscribing to the Chicago Tribune today. Visit chicagotribune.com slash 16 Shots for a special subscription offer just for listeners of this podcast.